from newsounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York. This is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. Pianist and composer Vijay Iyer first got together with bassist and composer Linda Mahan O oh and drummer-composer Taishan Sori in 2021, when they released their brilliant debut album together called Uneasy. But with all three musicians having such busy careers, it seemed like it might be a, you know, a kind of musical summit, the sort of thing that only happens once. Well, now those same three musicians have released a second album called Compassion. It includes a couple of interesting covers, along with a number of Vijay's original works. Here is the Vijay Iyer Trio with a live performance of Tempest.
Well, that is a band that knows how to stop on a dime. That is the Vijay Iyer Trio, live here in the studio with a piece called Tempest, which you will find on the new record called Compassion. And um, once again, the members of the Vijay Iyer Trio, Vijay himself at our piano, Taishan Sori behind our drum kit, Linda Mahano, I'm afraid, had to bring her own bass into the studio. Sorry about that. Did, did, did either of these guys at least offer to help carry the instrument? I mean, they get to, or do they just saunter in and sit down and play? No, no, I have to bring it. <laughs> this is actually not my bass, actually. My bass is um, under repair right now, so I'm still getting to know this one, but, oh, but yeah. I, I like it. It's okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Vijay, great to see you and to have the trio back. Uh, last time the three of you were here, we were downstairs in the green space because mm-hmm. this studio was not yet reopened. Yes, I it remember. was the just just as we were beginning to emerge from the pandemic, and that first album title, "Uneasy," you know, that was a title that suited the the mood I think of all of us back then in in 2021. What about compassion? Titles are mysterious the way they work for me. Uh, it's always a kind of juxtaposition in mm-hmm. a way that you're you're adding something else that might offer some associations or some frame for what you're doing, but it it's different from the instrumental music itself. So it's kind of about that whatever they do together. It's about that tension. And I guess on these albums, I tend to just name the album after a piece that's on the album that mm-hmm. kind of represented. That was true with Uneasy as well. Like both of these words, because they're names of feelings, you know. Yeah, yeah. They maybe invite you to consider that feeling or feel it yourself or explore whether it makes sense. Well, and of course, you're making instrumental music, so uh, that adds another layer of either plausible deniability or, <laughs> or you know, uh, a kind of des- need to actually kind of explicitly state what you think the music is about and then you kind of leave it to your listeners to figure out whether it means that to them or not. Yeah, I mean, I think when you share something with the world like this, you have to accept that it's going to propagate and travel and acquire other meanings for other people and that's part of the joy of it, yeah, actually. Yeah. Is part of the the reward, I would say. Taishan, uh, behind the drum kit there, uh, it strikes me that just recently we celebrated the centennial of the great Max Roach, right. who was quite insistent on looking at and treating the drum kit not as something that you pound to keep rhythm, you know, to keep time, but, but as a kind of melodic and contrapuntal instrument. And listening to you play in this setting and in others, you, you tend not to, I mean, there's restraint in addition to lots of stuff happening. And it seems like you might be a, in that kind of mode that he was talking about. Yeah, I like to think of myself as one who, um, first of all, is one of the many descendants um, of such a legacy that he's left behind, not only in terms of playing the drums, but also um, as one who has always been about uh, change in humanity for mm-hmm. the better. And so when you listen to him play, that's kind of, you know, the feeling that one gets, you know, when one listens, you know, how he's using, you know, using the instrument as a weapon against the injustices that we've had to face. And so just thinking about that 
in the you know in the context of what he lived through while he was putting his art out in the world you know you get the feeling you get this sense of urgency when you hear him play on the drum set where you do have this these moments of repose and restraint and that kind of thing and but you also have a lot of activity you have so much you know of what he's what he's done you know over the years so i like to think of myself as hopefully you know at least you know i don't want to say adding to it but somehow um you know extending extending thank you yeah Mm -hmm. extending this um lexicon or this language you know that he's that he's left for all of us to explore you know Mm -hmm. for all musicians And if you think about what, you know, what Vijay was saying just moments ago about, you know, the the kind of message that can be attached to music, his freedom now sweep. Right. You know, it is certainly possible to just, somebody plays that for you and you just inhale it as the kind of exercise in propulsion and energy that it is. Certainly, yeah. I mean, you have that and you also have that in Percussion Bittersweet. You have that in Members Don't Get Weary. You have like all of those 60s recordings that I'm thinking about and to be able to uh, project that out into the world with the work that we're collectively doing together, I think is one of the most important things that I could ever be a part of. So it's a blessing to to do this. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, Vijay, there's a long history of socially conscious jazz. It's not just Max Roach, but do you see yourself, as Taishan does, uh, kind of extending that lineage? I would say that uh, that is the main, I'd say, corridor of influence of, of music of, I'd say, mostly the 20th century on me. But that can show up in a lot of different ways, whether, like I said, whether it's sort of overtly in the context of a title or a dedication um, or more in the, you know, in the actions, you know, uh, like, um, no one ever thinks of Art Blakey as a political artist, mm-hmm. but what was it for him to travel with a group of black men in the fifties, sixties, seventies and demand a certain level of dignity and yeah. honor, you know, from, uh, so that's political in its own way. It's doing political work. So I think about that as well, you know. Um, so it's not always about whether there's an obvious message in the music, but more in the in the in the way it moves in the world and, and the, and the, the impact delivery, it has. The delivery system of yes, the music. Exactly. Yeah. So Linda, um, in the time since the three of you were last here. Uh, you've won the Herb Albert Award for the Arts. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, you were also the musician on whom Pixar modeled <laughs> the character of Miho in, in Soul. And everybody knows John Batiste was, you know, the model for the, the, the pianist. Uh, you were the model for the bass player. <laughs> and it strikes me that that character ended up having all of her lines cut. Yep. And it, <laughs> 
And, you know, so we're we're talking about wh- where's the message? It's yeah. not just in the music. It's often in like the act actions and the mm. delivery mm. system. And it's like there was something about that that spoke to me of the poor, long-suffering bass player <laughs> and their place, you know, the kind of lack of recognition of the, the, the bassist's place in the musical ecosystem. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what was um, the impetus to, or the decision to that, um, to, to strike the words. I, um, when I first watched it, I was actually in Australia during the pandemic and I'd just given birth and I was bleary-eyed and I watched the whole thing. I was like, oh, well, there's she I and I met I, I I had communicated with the actress Esther Chai and and I was really surprised that there was no dialogue um I I assumed it was maybe just an Australian version um but I yeah I I don't know what were the decisions behind that you know but um so so how did they do that I mean did you actually you know was it like a C- CGI thing where they hook you up with all kinds of stuff all over your body as you play and then a computer yeah hit? no they just had uh, a whole bunch of cameras in in the booth I yeah see. so it was, it was pretty awesome to um, to just experience that and and also it was my only time playing with the incredible Mr. Roy Haynes uh, on drums for wow. a few of those songs um, which they sort of cut up and put in those scenes in the club incredible I yeah really to, to play with him was unbelievable yeah well this is um, this is a pretty neat trio you've got yourself in here too <laughs> uh, the Vijay Iyer trio the new record is called compassion uh, Vijay why don't we hear the the title track um, when you wrote it did you know that this was going to be a kind of central tenet of the project to come I just remember sitting in fact I, I wrote this piece on a not my own piano but on the piano at Miller Theater. Um, at Columbia University. Yeah, because at the time I was between pianos and they let me practice on theirs. It's an old piano. It's been played a lot um, and it has a kind of different warmth and depth and kind of distressed character. <laughs> and so something in it, I just found these these sounds that resonated in a, in a way that was new to me hmm. uh, on that instrument. And then I just became fixated on it. And... Sometimes that happens where it's just like I kind of went into a trance and out came this thing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then I just sort of sat with it some more and decided it should be called Compassion. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear another live performance in the studio. The Vijay Iyer Trio, Vijay's at our piano, and uh, Linda Mahan-O playing the bass, Taishan Sori behind the drum kit. This is the piece Compassion.
That is Compassion, title track of the new record by the Vijay Iyer Trio, live performance here in the studio. And Vijay, all three of you are composers in the sort of old-fashioned Western sense of writing notes down on paper that other people can play, and you're all improvisers. So when you bring music to the trio, there's a whole spectrum of possibility of everything absolutely written down and notated or just like yeah this piece has like a swing and it's in b flat and it's got a modal thing so what is the quote-unquote score for a piece like compassion yes i mean to honor the fact that they are the composers that they are and they have what that means is that they have a sensibility about form you know which transcends playing in the moment you know like there's a there's always this thing about uh, musicians kind of wanting to be musicianly and like reveal how much they can do on their instrument, but that doesn't serve the larger purpose of form usually. So the, I always know that they're thinking that, or they're hearing that way. They feel the arcs of music on that, on those terms. So even just now, like we seem to know that this is the time to go on, or this is the time to end. Like there, all of that just happens very naturally because I think they're all attuned. We're all attuned in a similar way to those kinds of needs and those dynamics about musical form. And it also means that I don't have to specify a whole lot. You mm-hmm. know, with this, it's really just a page of piano notation of really mostly just what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and even that is a kind of skeletal version of what I'm doing. And that's what Linda and Tyshawn get. <clears throat> yeah, they worked with that in this case. Mm-hmm. In other cases, sometimes there's a little bit more intricate detail for them to deal with. But also, it's always with the understanding that they will make it better than what I made. You know, <laughs> So that they'll expand on what's on the page. And so I can, you know, I, mean, I remember that piece, um, Combat Breathing, from the previous album that was just really 11 measures of empty space. nothing no I mean it's just like it's a an implied progression and then there's a one bar vamp and then out of that we made this like nine minute piece of music so that's the thing like we have a and there's an ability and a kind of consciousness around mm. creating form, not just creating from what's on the page. Right. Uh, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how the three of you ended Tempest, because <laughs> that did not seem to be telegraphed or prepared. It was just like all three of you at the same instant said, "Yeah, I think we're done," and and that was it. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, when we did that in the studio. We didn't really have an ending, and then th- there's actually video of this. Of uh, um, we did the take that ended up on the album, and we didn't really know how it was going to end. And then Tyshawn just stopped playing, and I was so shocked. <laughs> and you see it on my face, like, "Oh, we're done." It was like that. So, 
Well, <laughs> well, uh, Taishan, um, you actually occupy a very particular middle spot on that spectrum of compose, improvise with your, you know, you've taken Butch Morris's conduction, conducted improvisation right. theory and kind of put it into your own practice. Um, and that, that piece, Compassion, you know, the, the kind of spray of sounds, it's all very gestural as your conducting is, you know, it's all about gesture and stuff as opposed to, I mean, I guess it's not as opposed to form. Mm-hmm. It becomes part of the form. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways. I mean, we're working working with Butch, um, just talking about him for a second. To me, gesture, I mean, what I've learned from him was that gesture actually in some ways can represent form. In later years, you know, I mean, after my years of working with Butch, um, it led me to the thought that, you know, well, no matter what the gesture is, you have to own the title of being sort of the spontaneous co-composer, you know, mm. who's there on the bandstand with your other um, members. And, and with, I mean, you know, one gesture could be not playing, for instance, you know, and knowing when to get in the way or to be there with all of your other band members and when to stay out of the way, including your own way <laughs> as you're playing. So all of these things um, I take into account when I'm playing in this group. You know all this type of stuff. It's a very, you know, just talking to the three of you. It's it's a very cerebral, very thoughtful way of making music. But when you get out there and you just, it's just you start playing, thinking too much can, you know, you can overthink things. You can get in your own way, and it seems like somehow, exactly, you, you've avoided that. Well, yeah, and and in working with Butch too, I mean, it kind of help me to understand that, you know, even though you have a lexicon of information that you're working with, you're, you know, anything can happen, you know, with that lexicon of information. It's what Mm -hmm. you do with it and how you deal with it, not only from an intellectualized standpoint, you know, like where you're thinking about what you're going to do, but also the feeling of what you're doing and how that translates to the listener and how you're taking care of that listener. Mm -hmm. All of these things make the difference, I think, as far as that goes. Yeah. Well, speaking of lexicons, uh, panegyric. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, Vijay, there will be lots of people who have to look up the word. <laughs> uh, basically, not a song, but like a, a poem or a speech in praise of something, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your piece panegyric in praise of, or who? You know, when I... Um we that we put together this project in summer of 2021 for Celebrate Brooklyn Festival. They actually invited me to do a project memorializing those lost in the pandemic. Mm. Um, I remember actually when I wrote that, I was thinking about Wallace Roney. The trumpeter. Yeah, who had passed just before the pandemic, but it's possible that he had an early version of COVID because he had been in Wuhan, in Wuhan. So anyway, I just thought of him as part of the whole experience of loss. I was thinking of him, I was thinking of McCoy Tyner artists who had been meaningful to us what is it like to walk around in the world that doesn't have them in it anymore (laughs) 
there's there seems to be there seem to be a number of tracks on Compassion that have a kind of personal yeah. backstory, um, including some of the covers. Mm-hmm. So the Stevie Wonder, Overjoyed. Why that song? <laughs> so I'm going to spill the beans about something, which is <laughs> that uh, the reason I was between pianos in January of 2022 was because... A year earlier, when Chick Corea passed, some of his belongings were auctioned off, and a young man bought his piano, and then reached out to me in that same summer of 2021, and asked if I could hold on to it for him. So then, <laughs> what happened was I was I received that piano. It's now in my house as a sort of loan. Yeah. The person who provided this piano for me um, shared Chick's final live stream, a video of it, which was him playing Overjoyed. So then when it arrived, I wanted to see if I could play it. You know, I wanted to find my way through that song. It was just ended up being, again, in kind of like very intuitive, like almost trance yeah, <laughs> fashion. Yeah. I just sort of found myself just fishing around to try to grasp that song. Yeah, there is this kind of aura, I think, across this album and probably across a lot of our work, something about meditating on fragility of life and how close we are to the threshold of it. Well, um, it it feels like uh, the piece you're going to do next, Ghostramental, (laughs) is coming from a similar kind of place. Yeah, kind of. I mean, so one thing that happened was in that same in that year, 2022, uh, I did this project based on the poems of Eve Ewing. Uh, she's a poet and sociologist based in Chicago. She's also famous for writing some of the Marvel comics, like uh, wow. Ironheart, I think is the one. But she's done a series of um, studies on the kind of like the defunding of public schools in, in Chicago and stuff. And then she also published a book in 2019 called 1919. It's a series of poems about the so-called race riot of Chicago in 1919. I didn't yet have a title for the project, but I saw an exchange she had with somebody where they asked her, do you see ghosts? And she said, everywhere I go. So then the whole project was titled Ghosts Everywhere I Go, Mm. which again is about a kind of historical reckoning, a kind of continuity with ancestry, with the past. I mean, one of the pieces that's on this album was actually accompanying a poem about Emmett Till. Mm. that she had written and actually it's a a celebration in the sense that it imagines him alive today and the title of the poem is I saw Emmett Till last week at the grocery store the piece about Emmett Till the title is that's called it goes because that's his line in the poem they ask him how's it going and he says it goes it goes
It's a it's a beautiful piece. Um, but I, I want to get us to go instrumental. Yes. So basically, <laughs> we did a bunch of pieces um, with poetry, and then I figured we needed an instrumental. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this is that. This is the piece from that suite that has no poem. It's called Ghostrumental, but it's still in in the same character, I would say. Um, and was this project with Linda and Tyshawn? No, actually. So this is the funny thing about a lot of the trio repertoire is that it's often adapting music for other instrumentation mm. in other yeah, contexts. Yeah. I think I've always done that. It kind of helps like open the imagination a little bit. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear this uh, ghostrumental uh, live performance from the Vijay Iyer Trio here in the studio.
Ghostramental is the name of that piece from the new album Compassion by the Vijay Iyer Trio, but that, of course, a live performance with, once again, Vijay at our piano, Linda Mehano playing the bass, Taishan Sori, a little hip-hop uh, in, uh, <laughs> in that one. Now, now, when does that happen, Taishan? Is, is it like something you... You work out, or it's just like immediately, that's what you heard? It's immediately, you know, it's a part of my life. It's a part of me, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it just comes naturally, you know. Anytime it's needed, it comes out. <laughs> yeah, and it, you just felt it was needed there. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, Linda, uh, Vijay was talking before Ghostrumental about, you know, how some of these pieces have been repurposed, <coughs> other bands, in, in that case, in the case of Ghostrumental, another bass player originally. How much of that do you want or need to know or do you just want to say just just show me the piece and let me find my own way um i think in this particular context there's not much that i need to know i feel like so much is already in the in the tune and and we're just going to figure out what we can create and i i think that's what makes it special that it's it's something different it's not going to be what it was in the other context so i always find that quite exciting yeah um and and vijay the um you were talking about that's not the first time that you've returned to to music that you've done earlier i mean this trio on uneasy there's the song tuba Mm. which is a repurposing of something you had done many years ago with Mike Ladd yes. in, in What Language. Which you got to play a lot, I remember. And which the two of you did some of here in the studio yes. many, many years ago. Many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and, and there is something similar at the end of this record, at the end of Compassion, because on that first record, you did uh, Jerry Allen's drummer's song, mm-hmm. and this record ends with a kind of reappearance Mm -hmm. of that musical ghost yes you know often when you're covering someone else's music it is an implicit homage often that person has passed on we all knew jerry a little bit and so she was close to us in different ways a huge influence on me of course um but what i would also say is that this group in the year 21 to 22 the year leading up to when we recorded uh, we toured a lot and we discovered a lot of things. So then we noticed like, oh, actually we can just sit on this one bar and stretch it out and have a good time. And it doesn't matter what happens next or what happened before. <laughs> so we'd have these like real joyful kind of almost ritualistic experiences with with the same repertoire that it would somehow present itself in a new way to us. It, it almost sounds like you set out to do the John Stubblefield tune, Free Spirits, <laughs> and then just kind of found yourselves wandering into the Jerry Allen tune. Yeah, I mean, when we play live, I always know with both of them that no matter what I do, for better or worse, they're going to hear it. <laughs> like they, But both of them have these extraordinary listening skills, like superhuman, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't even expect it when we were recording. I remember. Yes, like when yeah. we were recording, I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we had no idea that was going to happen. It, it's well. almost it's like a moment of magic out. when something like that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's funny when you make an album, you end up recording everything piece by piece. But I wanted at least at some point to honor that process that we find ourselves engaging in when we play live. So that's a moment where you get a glimpse of it. Well, and that moment will wrap things up for us. The Vijay Iyer Trio, Vijay, Linda, Taishan, great to have you back. 
Uh, congratulations on the new record, and thank you for coming in. I know this is not how you normally do your live sets, but <laughs> thanks for accommodating us. Of course. No, it was a pleasure. Always. And thanks also to our technical director, Irene Trudell. Our producer, Karen Havlick, shot video. And you can keep up with everything we're doing on New Sounds by subscribing to our free weekly newsletter. Text New Sounds to 70101 or sign up on the website at newsounds.org.